0: Hello, James here, and welcome to the JamesCast. And as you may know, if you've been listening to any of my other podcasts here on the JamesCast, of course, a lot of this content, in fact, much of it comes from potaholics. And what I do is add the pre-roll to it and, you know, give it a little spin and share it on yet another platform. Hope you enjoy. This show is Andrew Thomas and myself, Andrew Thomas, DigitalNexa.com. We're talking tech as always, and we're talking stuff that's on our minds as we're talking about this tech. In some cases, it's it's how fast things are moving and how fast things are changing and how do we keep up with that? And what, what happens if your stuff breaks down? And what do you do? And what are your expectations? I had quite an experience. <laughs> I'm going to share it. But has technology and the immediacy of it Give us given gah, given us unreasonable expectations. Hey, give it a listen. The James Cast. It's Tech Talk with Andrew Thomas. Here we go. Is hello. Hey, can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Hey, dude. How's it going?
0: Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Sorry, just uh, my AirPods have. I don't know. I mean, I want to say discharged, but discharged doesn't sound right. It sounds a bit. What, just, horrible.
0: just? Just no uh, no battery life or.
1: Yeah, like it's just, just um, put them on and they, 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 they're they green and you put them in my ears and they were like, oh, they make a noise, they go boop, 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 like yeah. that, when you don't have any, and uh, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, that's, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but that's anyway, okay. how you doing? You good?
0: Yeah, yeah, back to school, back doing stuff, it's uh, hectic, it's pretty busy.
1: What, what's the, uh, what's the makeup, is it like there or at the school? Uh,
0: or? No, it's all, all online at the moment you Did i reckon i've got back uh not not this semester uh, there are some yeah. some classes are doing some things but there's a lot of restrictions coming into place so if i want to bring a class on campus we all have to get covid tested and stuff like that so i pretty much said if that's the if I, if that's the deal i'm not bringing them on campus <laughs> cuz i'm yeah. not you know i'm not going to force a, a bunch of students to go get covid tested and then maybe get exposed so i said nah yeah. you know what
1: you're going to be the like, most hated professor ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just said, look, I, I said to my students, I said, oh, we're doing a public speaking class. You'll have to submit your speeches as videos to me because I want to see the speech. And you yeah. just submit it to me personally. Like I'll put it into, you know, not gonna, they're not going to do it in front of the whole group. And, you know, I'll dispose of them, whatever. But I said, it's just not going to work. We need to see you doing it. And I'm not going to bring you on campus. So we'll see. Yeah. It's pretty fluid, yeah. pretty fluid.
1: Yeah, I spoke to uh, one of my buddy's daughters, she's going back to do A-levels, but they're doing, uh, first of all, it's in class, but um, you stay in the class and the teachers rotate. Right, yeah. Um, and, then, and then it's mixed learning. So if you want to come into school, you're going to school, if you want to work from home, you do from home. Yeah. So they're kind of doing a, a kind of mixed environment. So she said, I might go home for a week or so, she said, but. Not fussed, really. I don't. I don't really need to go back to school, you know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting dynamic at the moment. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think it's it's really just it's odd. It's going to be very odd for a long time. So, we'll see. Well, I think the big problem as well
1: is like um, the nurseries, right? They uh, there was a, a group of nursery owners, about sixty of them, that did an open letter to uh, the government, basically saying that. You know, you're opening up fucking play areas. You're opening yeah. up this. We can't survive. You know, we we we've got parents that need kids to be looked after. We've got obviously people that you know businesses to run, and you know, it's just it's facts, right? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. No, and and I, I just don't get it. They're they're putting in all these restrictions for schools and stuff, but you can go to a restaurant, you can go to the mall, and you can go to a a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Podaholics and Tech Talk with Andrew Thomas from DigitalNexa.com, myself James Pikeaway. Yeah, we got a lot of technology to talk about and we're going to kick it off with uh, the perils of video conferencing and what you do when it all goes wrong. Andrew Thomas, good to see you again, man.
1: Hello, hello! How are
0: you? I'm still riding off the wave of the digital growth show from from last yeah. week.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of great feedback on that. That was fantastic. That was. Uh, I mean, I think um, that's uh, and that's kind of a piece in history that's just going to continue to live on. So, well, I, I think uh, yeah, it was great.
0: I actually wanted to propose to you guys, and, and I, I'm d- not not propose, but that we need to do yeah. a follow up show because in the in the time that we did that show. And yesterday was going through some some data going through some stats and interesting numbers that were being presented from podcast groups about podcasting and things to be thinking about with respect to numbers. And one of the interesting numbers that that came up was if and they figure that through their metrics, if you as a private podcaster not commercialized, are getting 50 downloads of your show, your your or yeah, 50 downloads of your show. you're in about the 50% range of other uh, podcasters. If you're getting 70, downloads of a show you're you're what the 20 20 percent of podcasters are getting that kind of you know private industry podcasters are getting that if you're getting a hundred downloads you're now up in the in five ten percent range so you're you're at the top of the heap really when they look at private podcasts given the numbers that are out there given the way they're distributed and if you're not uh, full of advertising and getting pumped through that way so interesting i and i just thought those numbers were kind of cool
1: yeah, we'll have to do, uh, we'll have to do a follow-up like data metric show. Yeah. Uh, just trying to dig into the numbers. I mean, I think obviously that was, you know, it was great because I think anyone that wants to start a podcast or wants to understand it a bit better or wants to dip their toe in the water, uh, they've got a real chance to, yeah. to see that. But I think the one thing that kind of I took away from it was um, just uh, the consistency and commitment, mm. you know, that's, uh, I mean you know dude you've been doing this for years so it's kind of like you know i think that's uh that 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 consistency and that commitment that's huge right and without that it doesn't matter if you have got the best tech or you know the best platform uh but yeah it it, it it's that that really you know people rely on it right as you yeah. mentioned when you said you'd switched off uh, updating you know the james cast and it, and it kind of just dropped off a cliff after yeah. 6 months and you had to work really hard to to bring those people back and bring that trust element back, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you do this. We both got day jobs. We do other things. And there are days I wake up. And, in fact, I got a little bit backlog of some of the editing. I've got to outsource that somehow. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, man, it's, it's one thing to do the podcast and then loading them, writing the descriptions, putting up the notes. It's like some days you just kind of go, I just don't feel like it and then you know you take a look then but then it's funny because I'll, I'll turn one on that i'm editing and i'll go man this is this is fun to listen to and sometimes as i've said this before it's like i wasn't even in the room when we recorded the thing i'm yeah. going i didn't, did do we say that <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it kind of rolls into one doesn't it yeah you, you forget uh, forget the camera rolling you forget the mics on you just have a conversation yeah so yeah that's it <laughs> hey nice.
0: the, the old uh, Zoom, even at uh, the university this semester, we are officially using Zoom. The the organization uh, has has got licenses for all the faculty, and we're official Zoom people. And it's interesting because this is one of the things that that uh, a lot of folks are talking about. Not necessarily with the Zoom, although they're the most recent to have experienced a an outage. But when you're using the video conferencing services, whether it be Zoom, whether it be Meet, whether it be Teams or Webex, and the list goes on. What if the darn thing goes off? What if it's not your side, but it's the system? You know that oh. that, that, that terrifies me. <laughs>
1: to be honest, yeah, it was a massive, uh, massive outage yesterday. So we started. We we use Zoom, you know, religiously, and um, it started about. I think it was about. It would have been about two o'clock. I think. Local time in the UAE, and um, like when you were clicking on the link to open up the browser and then open it, it wasn't doing it. So then, for about the next two meetings, I was able to put in the ID. Uh huh. We put in the ID, and then no, that was it. Like, computer says no, it was just kind of like, no, can't do it. And then we ended up jumping on Google Meet for the last couple of meetings of the day, but. I don't know if everyone else was on Google Meet, but the, the, the sound was horrible. The, the mm-hmm. kind of video was horrible. I don't know. It just kind of, I think if you're using Zoom, your next go-to is Google Meet because it's, it's free. It's it's there. It's you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to Teams, we're not on Microsoft. We're on Gmail. Um, and, and obviously, did, we haven't got anything else lined up. So, um, yeah, the connectivity issue and relying on, you know, a big tech partner like that yeah. is is tough. But we had a problem with Gmail. Uh, there was also an outage of Gmail. I think on Thursday, last Thursday, um, where emails weren't getting delivered. And so, yeah, you you kind of. But I mean, in those scenarios, there's nothing you can do. No. It's kind of like.
0: <laughs> well, okay. I I was having a meeting yesterday, and I must have been right about the time where the Zoom issues were kicking in because again this person couldn't get into the meeting even with the code so we ended up you know patching through a phone so that they were on landline talking to us in in the meeting which worked really well but it's we've become so reliant now so quickly on these being the go-to tools that sometimes you know i i remember last semester you know needing to find a, a solution really quickly and went to streaming on Instagram and just said to my students, okay, here's yeah, my Instagram yeah. account. I've got Instagram TV. I'm just going to do a live stream of what I want you to, to do. So, you know, dial into my, my socials and that worked okay. And, and obviously the quality you expect is what you expect, but it, it's, it's almost like we're running off of these different services like zoom with no backup. <laughs> We've got no backup plan.
1: Yeah. Well, even I'm annoyed. We, um, you know, up until I think it was kind of the growth shot on the ninth episode or something like that. Um, his, his internet started to misbehave. Um, you know, and at that point I realized that he had the only copy of the deck. Nice. So even from a practical standpoint, it was like, ah, okay. Uh, he disappears and I just, you know, shoot the breeze for, for the next eight minutes. Yeah. Um, cause I don't have a deck that we we're working from. So we, we kind of, have done that but I mean having said that we don't um we don't have a backup plan for for the webinar because obviously it's, it's a paid again it's another paid environment it's on zoom it's all registered through the links it's the same link each week it's you know yeah. so so you are you are reliant on this tech to to kind of get you by but I think now more those more so than ever there's actually revenue attached to it and there's business and yeah. and as you said I mean you know it goes down and now the whole university and faculty are using zoom. Then what? Yeah. I mean, this isn't a screaming conversation with the it department. No. Um, you know, and, and, and it was like a global outage yesterday. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, you know, Oh yeah. And we've been affected here because of X. No, it was a global outage. So it's not, no one can fix it. <laughs> I,
0: I had uh, on another, on another note, my ongoing router issues, And I I had outages again yesterday at my place where just no signal going into the router. And it was weird because I'm looking at the, you know, the box that comes into the house from the fiber optic and it seemed to be working. Gave a call up to Etosalot. They, you know, did whatever they do behind the scenes and it came back on. They actually sent a a technician out. Nine o'clock at night, the guy's knocking on my door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got router issues. And it, you know what was kind of interesting is he comes in with this this uh, tablet that he's able to get into the backside of of the box coming into the house with the with the fiber and I don't know what he did. He's looking at something, but he was also able to access my router. So at another point, he's looking at the back of the router. He's putting the code in and and he's looking at at the router settings and it was it was interesting because I'm looking at him and I'm saying, "So what's the deal?" and he says, "Well, a, a whole bunch on the backside has been a lot of code they've they've upgraded the systems and in upgrading the systems there's been a miss handshake periodically between different routers and so in my case you know i I don't know if if he has fixed it but he said in in one case it's changing the ip on the router also can be very beneficial for the the handshake and i went oh really it seems kind of weird but they, you know, he was in tapping buttons and on both the the box coming into the house and the router, and, and he said it should work. So we'll see. But it's again, free out frustrating. The only good thing is because we we you know like yourself, we have so much data on our phones. When the when the Wi-Fi went down in the house, you know, make make a hotspot with your phone and start running into that yeah. way. And it still actually works really fast now, doing it doing it yeah. that technique. So it's it's a lifesaver, which we wouldn't have been able to do two years ago.
1: Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I mean, I, I, I quite like the customer support mechanism for them. They sent an email out. They reckon it was down for nearly four hours. It was a bug um, in their application layer, apparently. Wow. Um, that has been resolved that was kicking out uh, the, the kind of web link. So I think... Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I quite like that. I quite like they've come out and said it was us, it's on us. You know, yeah. we're focused on this, we're focused on that. I mean, also as a business, as we mentioned, they've just had to scale up massively. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just to just to cope with not only, you know, regular kind of you and I using it, but entire, you know, companies, corporations, school, you know, the education system seems to have really gone after uh, Zoom in a big yeah. way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, anyways, we're, we're we're cooking with gas this morning. So
0: well, imagine you going back to the Zoom and, and Corona. Ten million users for Zoom in December, and today they're at three hundred million users of Zoom. From ten million to three hundred million. <laughs> Mentor, right? Yeah,
1: that's mysteriously <laughs> rapid growth.
0: In, in any organization i mean you're you picture your own business if you went to that kind of growth you know how keeping your systems working keeping the servers working keeping the whole you know putting multiple servers in creating you know server ports in different countries it's it's crazy here's here's something maybe you, you i'm going to troubleshoot with you and this is i've actually sent a note to the zoom guys just asking them if there's a setting or something that i've i've got missed up is for me periodically when i'm using zoom after about an hour i need to reset or else my audio goes all scratchy and stuff oh really yeah and i'm on a pro account so it's it's a very weird thing so i actually sent them a note like because
1: we do. there is interestingly enough myself and i do reset our kind of routers or routers and reset our um Max, before we do like the webinar show, yeah, because uh, we found I don't know just like a flush. I don't even know if it's like a um, psychological thing, um, but it definitely seems to you know fix it if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so you actually so turn
0: on and off the router before you start as well. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, kind of. question for you. Is is that does that put more strain on your router turning it on and off? Is that okay to do that as much? Yeah, not an issue. Yeah, I
1: do. I do it quite a lot. Um, I'll, I'll do it probably at least once a day just really? to, I think, I think uh, it can, uh, can be a bit of a caching issue, um, as well sometimes. So yeah, I tend to, I tend to flick it on and off. You, you have to wait obviously about two, three minutes just for it to kind of reboot, but it, it's fine. I've been doing that for years. I mean, okay. it, it kind of just keeps it. Yeah. It keeps it. You, you do tend to find the longer you keep it on, it tends to slow down.
0: Mm. And I guess just uh, that's just I all. Know, I, I imagine.
1: I imagine all these packets like getting caught, and you know, like yeah. jostling for position. And then when you switch off, they go. It's kind of put you back
0: home. Yeah, well, and then the, the other question the guy had yesterday was, well, how many routers are you running in your place? Have you got one upstairs? Have you got one downstairs? And and it appears there, yeah. can, there can be some conflict between routers and, and they're, they're smarter now, so they look to find that channel that's not being used. But even when I sit at home, it's amazing with the, the number of Wi-Fi routers that I can pick up at my house. I mean, there's six. I live in a villa. I, I have a next door neighbor and then everyone else is, we're, we're rather spread out around us. And I've, I've got six people's you know, internet that are coming up on my my machine. Again, this is yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, I, I mean, that's so that was always a frustrating thing. You'd be sitting there, and you can pick up your neighbors three doors down, but you can't pick up the one <laughs> sitting <right> next. <laughs> to you. Like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> it's
1: crazy. You know, so you'll organize, organize a, an arrangement with your neighbour three doors down because he's probably having the same problem. Just swap <laughs> passwords. <laughs>
0: I bet you take mine, I take yours. <laughs> oh man. You know, the, the other side of this, and you and you fired this into the notes and it's kinda kinda cool, is with all of this stuff that's going on, and as we gear up to go back to school and it's funny actually, because as we're gearing up to go back to school, it's like sure we're we're better at doing online teaching, better at the delivery, but in some cases folks haven't taken any time to sort of refresh their machines, make sure their connections are good. Yeah. And I, I was actually talking to a few people. and I said, well, have you, you know, upped your bandwidth, uh, have done anything so you're going to get a better connection? Nah, I'm just going to see how it goes. I was like, ah. you know, nice. there's, there's a whole number of things that, that we need to start doing. And I, I wonder if Etty Slot and Do here, and then, you know, whatever country folks are listening to, phone companies, I wonder if on their side, they're gearing up for more demand for online presence during peak hours in the day?
1: I think, I think they have to, don't they? I mean, I think, um, if, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't jumped online, uh, you definitely will now. I mean, I think, you know, for, even for people that thought this might be a bit of a passing fad, um, I think people are starting to realize that you kind of, it's, it's, you know, digging in now. So yeah. you need to kind of make some of those choices. And that goes even back to, you know, back to the kit that you're using as well. You because know, if you've got an old laptop or an old iPad, you know, you're not going to get the browser speed. You're not going to get the um, the kind of functionality that, that you perhaps want use. I mean, I didn't share it in the notes, but over the last, I'd say over the last week, there's been multiple, these are the best laptops for college. This is the right. best, best laptops for school. This is this, 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 right? So I think um, there's obviously, you know, this, this again is a challenge where people are having to use technology more so than ever um and they're going to make sure that they're connected uh, connected right because it's not just about the internet speed i mean you do need a decent uh a decent mac or tablet or or, or laptop now because it really um it really impacts the speed yeah. and functionality,
0: right? Well, and even, you know, you need you need your laptop, you're going to need headphones and things. I know some folks have gone out. Yeah. I, it's funny, I had a buddy who went out and he bought a nice gaming headset and he thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to use this. Yeah. And he took it back. He said, you know, actually, it wasn't as comfortable as it was made out to be. And he went back to using his, uh, his you know, pods for his yeah. his Mac and he said they're not the, they're not the most comfortable in the long term but he was getting better quality signal out of those yeah. than this gaming headphones yeah. which were billed as being the the cat's meow
1: yeah I think you've got those kind of a lot of people who've worked in tele sales or whatever have those big yeah you know cans on and, and kind of with a mic I'm just I'm not used to it I prefer the airpods but um Let's see. My AirPods have been misbehaving, but I mean, yeah. What, so what's that all use? about?
0: I mean, I know you, we were talking about it off oh, air, sure, but
1: but the but the usage the usage on them is nuts, right? Mm. So I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's maybe a psychological thing. I, last week I said I need AirPods too, uh-huh. um, so now perhaps I'm kind of creating problems with my AirPods One to 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 kind of justify an investment. <laughs> but that's the... That, that single-handedly had probably been the best investment from a, from a you know, especially with, with kind of COVID because, you know, and I've seen that more often. I've seen a lot more people uh, getting AirPods and things to, to to kind of during COVID because it, you can justify the expense, you know, when, yeah. you, when you've when got six, best part six to eight hours a day when you need to have that. Um, and the new ones have um, noise, noise cancellation as well, right? Interesting. Um, which can obviously help depending on where you are.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it's speaking
1: just. A, of, uh, speaking of of audio, did you see? Um, I put in the notes about Audible. Yes. Um, they've announced this new kind of, you know, unlimited streaming. Um, it's it's phenomenal. It's. Uh, I do you use Audible or not?
0: You know what? I I have an account, and I I can't say that I'm I'm spending a lot of time over there. But I I did jump in with a, a free account earlier on, and and I do get their updates. But I thought it was pretty, pretty impressive. You know, they've got eleven thousand original productions, audiobooks, and podcasts on Audible.
1: Yeah, I, I, interestingly, so I do the, um, you know, eight bucks a month, okay. and you get, you get credits. You, you basically get a free book a month, right? So you get one or two free books a month for. So you effectively, you know, guaranteed that you're going to get a new title in there. Um, but what's interesting is there, I'd, I'd stored up around ten credits. Um, and uh, and something happened to my card, and payment didn't go through, and I didn't know, and my account got cancelled. Huh. and I contacted them and said, Oh, um, hey, listen, I'm really sorry, you know, this I didn't realize this card I changed it, the number, I didn't realize I'd associated to this account because it's so old. And they're like, No problem, no, here's a new payment link, put it in, and they gave me that like the, the 10 credits back, and then like another 10 credits. Wow, like, sorry for the inconvenience. I was like, Wow, okay, um. But yeah, I, 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 like, I do like listening to the occasional book when it, when it sings like Gary Vee mm-hmm. um, or some other kind of entrepreneurial uh, space. I, I quite like listening to that type of book. Uh, it, I, I find it's more of that, um, not, not kind of the fiction-based stuff. I haven't tried that. Or, um, you know, uh, biographies and autobiographies. Uh, but but i I just like it something different. It just made me think because we were talking about Kindle last week
0: yeah did you um, did you so did you finally like, get one?
1: No no I, I in all honesty I didn't and the only reason is because I actually had an insane week so even to the point even though it was a long weekend, we had a video shoot uh, going on at Nexus so that took up the weekend as well so mm. yeah I haven't I, 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 I actually want to go and see them yeah. um, because I because online, trying to see the difference. So I think I might have to run down to Virgin Megastore. I think those guys have a pretty good, yeah. you know, kind of run, you know, like a, a pretty good look at them. But I don't know if that works because I, I, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a, a electrical shop since. So I don't even know if you can go and touch them anymore. I don't know. I don't know how it
0: works. I, I was um, in Etis a Salat just, you know, weeks ago, and they still had all their phones out and that stuff. I don't know how it works for the sanitizing of them after it seems to me there was someone yeah. walking around with that had a cloth who was constantly wiping everything down. So it opens up right, a whole, a a whole other, you know, question, doesn't it? When you want to get your hands on the boxes and look at stuff. And the yeah. last thing they want you is handling everything.
1: Yeah. Well, famously, I mean, I don't know if you ever go to some of these, um, shops, you know, Dan in Deera and better buy and the mobile phone shops. And what they do is they, they cut the cellophane with, um, with a Stanley knife yeah, and then they open up, you know, they don't have any, they don't have any, um, sample products. You end up handling the products. And now I wonder what they do with that because obviously, you know, they're, they're trying to be cautious, but, yeah. um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, so yeah, I haven't had a chance, uh, but it got me, got me thinking again, there's definitely from an e-commerce perspective, there's, there's still, there's still a case where I want to go out, um, <laughs> But 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 I haven't been able to, yeah. um, you know, and, and and kind of look at it. But uh, yeah, I, I I will do. Uh, I will get out and and try and take a look this week. Although we're already on Tuesday. So.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the other side of that getting out is is the 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 gaming side of everything. And we post. You've got a great link in there that, you know, one there are a lot of folks who are. You know, got turned on to games because you know they're at home. They need some downtime. You need a break. Yeah. Your your computer's out there. You got you've got a nice machine. You don't want to do any more zooms. You just need some you know get away from yeah. things. And and as this one article is talking about that you you put up here, one of the issues that, that we're starting to run into is some of the fl- controllers for these games. So this one this particular one is Microsoft Flight, flight Simulator, and you know great game uses a flight stick can't find them right now <laughs>
1: no i mean you gotta i don't know if this is i mean there's new there's obviously a new flight simulator out um that's coming out um and that's gonna see a bit of a rush but you got to believe that you know these guys pilots that haven't been able to fly for best part of five months i mean that's yeah. that's their whole life a lot of these guys right a lot yeah. of these guys are a pretty impressive flight sim setup, and uh I, i'm wondering if you know to try and keep their kind of mind busy that that are kind of out there doing the the, the flight sim, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, the, the new flight simulator is pretty cool. You can actually fly over your house and everything. It's pretty nuts. It's mapped like the the, the amount of data on it is insane. Yeah. Um. I I was trying to think back. I, the Last time I played flight simulator it was on Windows, I think, like Windows ninety five. Wow. 95 wow. Uh, so uh, yeah, kind of one of those that, uh, but and and I hadn't obviously seen it a joystick for years because if you remember when we were young gaming it was kind of through joystick there wasn't really yeah. like a joint pad i mean everything now everything now is controllers i remember the um, atari
0: the atari had a really nice little stick with that little yeah, red yeah, button but the, on the base the joystick, right? yeah
1: exactly yeah with, with one button and funny enough we found my old nintendo uh, last weekend and my son was like uh, dad why is there only two buttons and I was like, well, that that's what it was. And he's like, well, how do you fire and jump and do this? And I was like, you just do this. Like, and he couldn't comprehend because, obviously, you know, he's got a PlayStation with, you know, nine uh, buttons on it. Yeah. Uh, so so it's quite funny to, to kind of hear him try and work out, you know, well, hold on a minute. How do you do this? How do you jump and, like, collect ammo and, and, and? I was like... I don't know. You just, you just did. <laughs> you just you, did, did you just, jumped yeah. and shot. That was, that was your pretty much your choice.
0: <laughs> I, I still remember the first game thing we got. It basically just had pong on it. And you know, we had this big yeah, yeah. console to play pong and it was just, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, I, I'm sure we were using a black and white TV then is, I mean, it just yeah, came yeah, up black and white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy yeah. days.
0: Hey, there's, here's an interesting Try one. I, I use an yeah. app, when as I go on and I go between an app called mum so mmhmm is this app and what it does right. is it is a presentation app and you know it gives you your backgrounds it gives you an opportunity to put your slide decks in and stuff in it just you know it, it offers you the opportunity to move yourself around and to sort of make better use of the space when you're doing a video or presenting or a webinar and one of the features that they have it, sorry. M- mmhmm how that how, that's the weirdest name <laughs> ever mmhmm look it up online you can get it on a beta and it's it's I, I highly recommend it and what's kind of interesting is so i can open up that app i can turn on a a a broadcast tab and then it'll come into my then I just pick the camera on zoom and it pulls the feed from there into my zoom feed and gives me all the interactivity of zoom but it's using that app as where the camera's coming from
1: okay so I'll I'll, I'll give it a go I've never uh, never heard about it
0: yeah it's kind of about it I, you know, I think I heard about it on Instagram and then I went and took a look and it said, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're not open yet, but we're going to let in some beta folks and they've been letting beta people in now, you know, over the last month, I think they let in a thousand at a time and they just, you know, it's, it's not a long wait and it's, it's fun to try. It's worth, it's, it's, I think for teaching and interactiveness, if you actually want people to interact with it, I'm not so sure that's the way, that's the tool I want to use simply because I jump between a whiteboard thing but if I was doing a you know a webinar or I'm just doing a a talk or you know you're doing your morning show or whatever, it it works really well especially because you could you it's almost like you've got you can get the screen like we've got now and then you know when you're doing that whole superimpose the information behind you you can do that and you can cool. you can make yourself op- you know you can disappear you can come back you can make it full screen nice. so and it, it's much like when you're using Zoom, it offers you a, a bar on the bottom so you can have all your slide decks in there and the slides just come up behind you and you've, you've got opportunity to, to do some manipulation with that as well. So it's kind of cool. But the reason I w- how this segues into the Microsoft Flight Simulator controller is you can also use a game controller to do everything with MMHMM. So if you want to advance stuff, if you want to move yourself around on the screen, it's all connected through the, it uses all the controller buttons. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. They're saying that the
1: new, um, how that's impacting, I mean, just a real tenuous link, but they're building, uh, there's a new tank that's being built, I think in Russia, and the control is going to be a game control to control the uh, tank, like a game pad you gotcha. know, to, to, to kind of allow you to move around, but I've just signed up for that mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but apparently I've got ai have got to wait. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, as exclusive as you, Mr. Pike So well, uh, let, let me know what you think.
0: Wait. Yeah. Let me know what you think. And, uh, what I so I was using it yesterday in a class, and I went between it. So I was using it for part of it, and then I I wanted to do something else. So I just you know switched my camera back to my computer. It's sitting in the background. It was great. It's
1: really I, I really like it. Interestingly, it's saying it's only on Mac as well. <laughs> nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not for the folks over at PC yet. <laughs> no,
0: it's unfortunate. Uh, sp- staying with games. Rubik's Cube. Now here is here's something I didn't realize with Rubik's Cube trivia, I didn't realize and obviously we totally date ourselves when we start talking about Rubik's cubes because I kind of remember when those things came out with the patent expired on them. And so they've had to they've redone things, but that's about the time where you start seeing a lot of copycats of Rubik's cubes. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. But I, I was what I was looking at was the uh, the they had some folks last year who created an electronic or an app uh, tracked Rubik's cube that literally would track all the moves and the speed with which you were doing things, so you could have follow through.
1: Yeah, it's 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 um, I, it's one of those things, isn't it? How do you how do you techify, um, <laughs> you know, a mod an old classic like uh, Rubik's cube? I guess you can you can techify it through an app, and you can track, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, it's fast how things you you go through. I mean this is pretty cool, isn't it? To uh, to see how they how they've done that and taken that traditional model. I mean, I think one of the things COVID has done is it's kind of re energize board games and, yeah. and other kind of normal games, right? Because people want to get away from the <laughs> away from the screen.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought it was interesting because GoCube Cube was a licensed product from Rubik's Cube and then Rubik's Cube itself has created its own app based cube so that you can and, and their big thing is well that you can track your moves you can now compete against people virtually because we, they've yeah. got the machine doing stuff and i just thought you know the thing's not cheap it's still it's coming in at about 40 bucks but you know okay. 50 dollars yeah. 50 for the app enabled rubik's cube but they yeah, actually yeah. but what what all really caught my attention was the red bull rubik's cube world cup that I didn't know existed. <laughs> and there's
1: it's something for everyone, right? There's, there's, you'll be able to win a, a trophy somewhere if you, if you
0: work hard enough. <laughs> but so Rubik's Cube must be an extreme game because Red Bull's sponsoring it. <laughs> really? Yes, it's the Red Bull Rubik's Cube World Cup. <laughs> that's
1: that's got to be someone in Red Bull that is kind of harping onto their childhood, I think. Has to be right. It's uh, like, you know, what, what's the extremeness? It's like...
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: fingers. It's kind of extreme movement, I guess. Super fast. Yeah. Um, that makes me want to go and get a Rubik's Cube. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played with a Rubik's Cube for years.
0: Hey, here's a good one for you. Who invented the mouse?
1: Ooh, I don't know. That's a good uh, Trivial Pursuit question, right?
0: Yeah. Well, the first side of it is it? he recently died at 91 years oh. old. Gentleman named William English invented the mouse okay. in
1: 1968.
0: 68? 19th, no, really? Yep. Yeah, he he orchestrated an elaborate demonstration of the technology that foretold the computer, tablet, and smartphones world's connection with the mouse. He and he showed a version in 1968. And, uh, you know, he, he basically, this he, this all started in the 50s after he left, left the Navy and he joined the Northern, Carol- Northern California Research Lab called the Stanford Research Institute, where he was using a mainframe and he was showing how this thing could work.
1: When was the first time you used a
0: mouse? Can you remember? Uh, I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. It... Probably was with the first. It was probably you. I, I. It's probably around 1990. I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. 90. 90- I'm. Th- I'm thinking it must have been around that time with me at school. So. Yeah. Um. I mean, I still remember being in my bedroom and unscrewing the mouse, <laughs> taking out the ball. And cleaning the rollers because obviously they used to get dust in there and, yeah. and you know, having to having to do that. And and yeah, I mean people must be looking at us now thinking we're crazy or listening to us, but that used to be a thing. Yeah. You used to have to kind of take the mouse ball out and, and kind of clean the rollers in there because it was uh, it was a pain to uh to, to, to kind of you know, yeah, lost it over time. And obviously the then the um I get the, I guess the infrared mouse came in where, cause you needed a flat surface, as right? Well. You couldn't do it. Like, you know, you couldn't sit here <laughs> and now I've got like a, a pad here, you know, for my yeah. laptop rest on my lap and you wouldn't be able to do that in the past. You'd have to find like a, you know, mouse
0: mat and yeah. things like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm i just thinking about it, you know, cause then, you know, it was more like a touch pad that he was, he was using in the early stages and then we got into the rolling yeah. mouse and now we're back to track pads and things. And, but yeah, it's funny that it took so long for it to become really mainstay in all of the different products that we use.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't—I don't ever use a mouse now. I mean, it's trackpad. Uh, when I jumped over to Mac, it's just—it's just trackpad. I mean, I don't know. You know, I was watching actually you last week um, when you were very kindly editing the uh, the growth show uh, podcast, which is going to go up, and I've got to get it across to Podholic. And I was fascinated how you were using the trackpad to, to open and squeeze, you yeah. know, audio files. And I, I was just like, wow, okay. And, and I realized at that point that my trackpad skills are, are very archaic. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> Well, I remember that because you, you're I'm clearly not using it to the best ability, you know, it, yeah. it's kind of, uh, I'm not using it properly.
0: I remember that I was, I was you know, expanding the field and you're going, hold on, what are you doing? What do you, what are you doing with your fingers? I so, well, you just use the, use the trackpad and you can, it, it becomes so intuitive. The problem is, so I do have a mouse and I'm not quite sure when I ever use it, but I do have it hooked up. And it's a, a a total different set of mechanisms for your brain and hand coordination. And I, yeah. Whereas I know folks who are who who are doing graphic design where they couldn't live without their mouse. The idea of of using a you know a the trackpad on the computer is is no, I, I couldn't do that. And they're just really fast with it. My my son. I who, used
1: to get I used to get pretty cramp like oh, yeah. back in the day, but I don't I don't find I get that with trackpad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's. And, and now these, these mice are so ergonomic, and, you know, they've got speedballs on them, and oh, man, it's just crazy. <laughs> the, the, from a bit- I, I, I had no clue that it was that old. Honestly, I thought it was a Windows thing,
1: because I remember, well, I mean, before that, it was obviously Mac. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, do you know what? It may have been earlier, because uh, I remember my dad bringing home an Apple Macintosh, mm. and the Apple Macintosh had the mouse with the one click. Yeah. So actually, I think it was before '90. It may have been late '80s. Whenever that Macintosh, the Apple Macintosh, was out, yeah, that was probably the first time I saw a mouse. Because then, obviously, then obviously, you know, um, Bill Gates got inspired by that, and then and then inspired. kind of you know launched you know launched the Windows, <laughs> yeah. and and then and the rest is history, right? Hey,
0: are you are you using the new Windows uh, browser at all? Do you get in on that one, the, the Edge, Microsoft Edge? Do you ever use it? I don't. I think it's not available on the Mac, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It think. is. Yeah, it is.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I I might use it then.
0: Yeah, give it. Download it and give it a look. It's it's funny because I often don't use it, but every time I do use it, it it's fast and just very easy. But I I think I've just been pulled into as we've talked a lot about the old the old Google world. There we so go.
1: yeah, download download for Mac OS. Well done. Uh, oh, I didn't. I mean, I guess I, I'm a Chrome guy Yeah. just because everything is in Chrome. Right. Um, and the only time I tend to jump out is if I want to test a website that I need caching, like no caching. Yeah. And then I, I go into Safari for a client. And that's about it. I, I, everything is linked to Chrome. I'm logged into Chrome. Even when we jumped over to Gmail, um, it was a real pain because everything was linked to my old Gmail account. So it's right. a good week for everything to settle down. Um, but everything is linked i mean i i don't really want to jinx this if i talk about it but, uh, but, but i think i'd go into meltdown if chrome crashed because every i have no clue about my passwords on anything <laughs> but i'll give i'll give edge a go um i used to love internet explorer back in the day and it's pretty
0: much dead now right yeah yeah i think edge has really displaced that if they haven't turned it off what i think and i'm just so i've had edge on my computer for a while i am pretty sure the first time that i booted it up it asked me if i wanted to load in all of my chrome connections into it i think it i think it wanted to do that and it it connects nicely up when i use all my google stuff so yeah it's not bad. So I imagine you can get it for the phone as well. Then um, you know what? That I haven't tried. I imagine you get it for iOS
1: as well. I mean, I think um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, in all honesty, if ain't broke, don't fix it kind of stuff. And I'm yeah. I'm kind of good with Chrome, but I quite I wouldn't mind quite kind of testing it because uh, obviously back in the day it was it was it was the go to browser, right?
0: Yeah. Um, that was the one. Yeah. No. Absolutely and it you know it's always it's funny because i don't on this show i'm not so sure we we sort of talk around microsoft quite a bit and I remember on some of the shows, you know, five years ago, six years ago, and we were and we were always talking about, you know, Microsoft kind of being stealthy in the background. They're still there, the number of PCs in people's offices, the number of people using Word and Excel and, and all of these Microsoft products. And I, I still think it's the same. It's, yeah, we're using Macintosh things and we're, you know, we're in our, our Chrome world, but I think that the Microsoft, you know, Giant is still just sort of standing back there, and we're using those products without even actually realizing yeah,
1: we it. We're on LinkedIn every day. That's their product. Yeah. They yeah. have LinkedIn. I mean, you know, they, they, people don't realize, but Microsoft owned LinkedIn. You've got obviously Xbox and the whole gaming piece associated to Microsoft. You now got Surface Books, um, you know, that are out there. So I saw the new, um, uh, just to jump to Apple, I saw the new keyboard in the wild, um, and? On Friday. And a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine's got it. And I was like, is that that 1100 Durham keyboard? (laughs) And he was like, yes. I was like, okay, so tell me, like genuinely. He goes, it is phenomenal. Like it is, you know, with the iPad, um, the iPad Pro. He said it it kind of, it feels amazing. It's obviously got a nice case and stuff. Um, I, I think just from a practical standpoint, though, it just goes back to, you know, I'm on this kind of soft, cushion kind of pad you wouldn't be able to have your ipad on here now right because it would kind of so with the lever arch and everything so i guess it goes back to what do you want to use it for and how do you want to use it but um yeah microsoft as much as it's a sleeping giant um it's still out there and and kind of you know being innovative on on a daily basis i think um i think for them the most frustrating thing at the moment is everyone is you know, moving out to Zoom and not using Teams.
0: <laughs> I, I I I gotta say, I know my wife's school, they use Teams and stuff. We never yeah. You know, at the university, I'm not sure why we never use Teams because we use all sorts of other Microsoft products. But I this has gotta be you know one of those big issues in the corporate office is well, why why have we not, you know, been up there near the top of, of people's wish list of of Video conferencing webinar software. Yeah, it's kind of odd.
1: Yeah, yeah. Be a... Before we head out here, there's there's this isn't really tech, but it's it's big news in in my world, and uh, I think probably your world. But KFC have decided to suspend their 64 year old logo finger looking good globally, <laughs> yeah. so they're not they're not going to be. 64 years they've been using that <laughs> slogan "finger licking good" and they decided that with COVID it's, it's probably not the best uh, the best marketing standpoint. So yeah, I just wanted to
0: yeah say that on that note of head it out. Wow, that's really nice. <laughs> how, how can they not? That that's that's KFC though. Finger licking good. It's like...
1: Yeah, I know. I guess. Uh, I guess. I mean, look, you still you still licking your fingers when you when you kind of eat some food. I mean, you'd, you'd hope that you'd wash your hands a bit more and, and everything, but uh, I don't know. I guess. I guess it's it's one of those things that uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not in their communications anymore. Um. Uh, so so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. How, how how it's crazy sometimes. I'm almost coming across on a daily basis how COVID is impacting, you know, various industries and various. Communication and uh, this is just a, this is just another one, and obviously you know the kernel is very close to my heart. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andrew Thomas, DigitalNexa.com. I'm James Pikeway. Potaholics is what you're listening to. This is Tech Talk. You want to get in touch with us? Very simple. Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us on the web, and, uh, com. there, of course. And of course, find us with all our socials, Potaholics <laughs> with a K. We're going to do it again real soon. Andrew, it's been great. Talk to you. Yeah.